Calder, the Queen of Teens, Houston, and every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. Teen Sports Radio. I am the Queen of Teen, Erica Salda, in the house right now. Live, we got Saul Alcaraz, Yay. Santa Barbara Art Class. Woo! Hey! Hi, everybody. How are Hello. you? Hello. I missed you guys. It's been so long. Hey, we know what you're doing. We thank you so much for all the support that you've given the community, especially Pal. You did a beautiful thing with them on their fundraiser, and we've got a couple more um, nonprofits that I know you're going to be hooking up with through Team Sports Radio. We really appreciate that. I also got a. I talked to yeah. Joni Galvin, and okay. we got to get St. Rayfields because I know you're up and running on the classes. Of course, everybody's you're doing the whole thing with COVID and all that with the masks and all that. So oh, nobody right. should be afraid. I don't think a virus can really spread. How how hot is that virus? <laughs> Not at 2,100 degrees. It's super hot in here. <laughs> really? Yeah, but no, no we, are so, survive. we are so happy that everybody's coming back and we're getting a lot of people coming in. So that's pretty exciting. It was pretty quiet for a whole year almost. So it's really exciting to see people again and start teaching again. And it was fun. Yeah, well, I know that your, the Internet sales have, have kept you alive. And the love that yeah. Santa Barbara has in the community, uh, especially with all the work that you do in lighting, okay, yeah. which is spectacular. You know, your sconces, yeah. your, your, anything, anything to do with lighting is absolutely beautiful. The light shining through your the love that you put in the glass is absolutely yes. phenomenal. I love I'll it. I'll show, I'll show you what I'm working on in a little bit as I walk all right. around. Fantastic. So Let's lighting. give everybody your contact information, Saul, if anybody hasn't had the pleasure of coming in down there and blowing glass. Yeah, uh, I want to welcome everybody here to Santa Barbara Glass Blowing Studio. We're located at 706 East Mason Street. We're on the east side, close to Milpas. It's our website is uh, our website is sdrglass.com, and our phone number is 805-965-1541. And you can come in anytime, even if you want to come and sit and watch. It's a fun place. We're open every day, and uh, or come and take a class and make your own uh, wine glass or a drunk glass. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. hey, I like after, it. Beer mug. There you beer go. Mug, beer baby. Mug. After a drink, it'll look straight anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Skull. There you go. Yeah, come no. on in, everybody. This is a fun place. Yeah, we're thank open. you so much. We yeah. so love you. Um, we've got Angela Miller-Bevin in the house. She's one of the directors over at Braille. We also have this other uh, friend of hers, Kirsten, and she's with the Teddy Bear Cancer Foundation. So we'll definitely be spreading love. We've got Lori Cortez in the house, college coaching. She has hundreds of kids. So we're definitely going to be sharing. we got Emily. She, she's Send over. She'll sing you a song. Send them over. Send them over. Wow. It's been a long time. Definitely. All right, well, we, uh, a little surprise for you. We got Richard Dugan is going to be coming in to seeing you this week uh, okay. with the mobile. We're going to get you all new commercials set up. We're going to get you a minute, um, and I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to have a booming spring and a booming summer. So thanks for stopping in. Okay. Love you guys. We love you. Uh, 
Have a beautiful day. Can't wait Thank to see you. Bye. You too. Bye. I tell you, this guy for 11 years, any tens of thousands of dollars. He actually had a Mayfield's auction. He did, um, uh, God, uh, trying to figure out who. Anyway, he did these uh, wine goblets for our auction for that he actually made for Tom Cruise. Okay, so he only made another replica of it. And it sold, the four wine glasses sold for $2,400. See, so if anybody has any relationship, you know. Uh, and it's they, excellent for nonprofits to oh, have auctions. Yeah, and he's just, he's just a go-to guy. So uh, give, us, give us Cool Hair Teen Sports Radio or if you're affiliated with a nonprofit. Um, we're very blessed that he uh, extends the relationship through this radio show to uh, all nonprofits in the community. All right. We got that out of the way. Now we got the best of the best. Lori Cortez, College Coaching Services, and she's going to tell us what's going on. And we're going to specifically talk about waitlisting. That's a huge thing. What's going on, Lori? Uh, I, I, unmute yourself, Lori. Uh, it's Good okay. old Zoom. That's okay. <laughs> there you are. It's nice to see everybody. And um, yeah, waitlisting is, is definitely a buzzword this season, for sure, for college admissions. Um, Lots of, most students have received all of their, seniors have received all of their college decisions back by now. And so mm -hmm. the colleges can do a couple of things. They can accept you, they can deny you, or they can waitlist you. And what that means when they put you on a waitlist is they're saying, we're not accepting you. However, you are on our waitlist. And if we don't get as many students as we think we will, we will draw from that waitlist and offer you acceptance. Mm -hmm. So that has been happening in larger volumes this year. And it's due to a couple of things. It's due to number one, um, when with COVID, a lot of schools went SAT optional, which means students don't have to submit their scores. Uh, but if the optional schools, if, if the students have strong scores, it, they, they should submit them because it strengthens their application. But anyway, that enabled more students to apply to stretch schools because they thought, well, if I don't have to submit my scores, you know, I'll go ahead and, and, and submit an application here where normally maybe they thought they wouldn't have a chance. So across the country, pretty much applications uh, have gone up about 20%, a little over 20%. Yeah. So admissions officers have just been so busy because, you know, they have to evaluate all of these applications. Some of them have actually pushed, pushed back the deadlines a little bit of notification. And I think a few some students are still waiting on a few schools. I think it should be uh, probably next week will be the, the last round of, of decisions that come out. But it's usually, usually all decisions are out by May 30, March 31st because students have to commit by May 1st. So my advice for students who are on the wait list, a um, couple things. Number one, you have to accept to a university that you have been accepted to. You have to accept their offer by May 1st. Do not wait around on the wait list. So accept it, attend admitted students' days, even if it's virtual, which most of them are this year. Get excited about your university. You have to put down the housing deposit, start choosing housing, things like that. If you are accepted off of a wait list, then yes, you, you can accept that offer and you can tell the university that you've committed to that you are not going to be attending. So that's perfectly fine but do not wait around to get an offer off of a waitlist because typically 
in the past, pre-COVID, uh, acceptances off of wait lists are relatively low. Ah, so, oh, I never knew that. Yeah, so, so we don't know what it will be like this year because right. the universities are, they're unsure. They're unsure how many students are gonna say yes to them because of COVID and you know some of the classes being remote and, and, and all of this. So, so they're unsure, so that's the reason that they have longer wait lists than in the past. I have a quick question, Lori. So if you go to a school, they have different schools, and I, maybe I'm, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but there's different schools within the school. So say SC, and you apply to go to the journalism school, and you get waste list listed to that. Well, could you reapply because your grades are all there and everything like this, and maybe the English department? I mean, you can do it next year, but you can't do it for this year. No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. Decisions are oh. made. They're made. You can uh, I was trying to find a hack. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll go into engineering then. No, I'm just kidding. No, some of the students. Japanese studies. <laughs> yeah. As, you know, and that's why students should carefully decide what major it is they want to, to declare on their applications because some majors are more impacted than others. Nice. So like the STEM field. Fantastic. Very impacted in business. Those are, those are impacted majors. So, yeah. Uh, Waitlist people, if you, right. if you are waitlisted, Check with each university and see if you can submit additional information since you submitted your application. Some universities allow for that and you should do that. Some allow you to submit an additional letter of rec or a statement of, um, you know, a statement of continued interest or, uh, you know, updated grades from fall semester, all, all of that. If you are pursuing a wait list, make sure you check out everything available to you, all the resources. Right. So I know you're working with a lot of college, uh, high school seniors yes. in the house. We got Angela Miller Bevin. She's one of the directors over at the Braille Institute. She sent me over an email. So I want to connect you guys both. Yes. Angela Miller. Hello, Angela. Uh, unmute. Unmute. I saw you guys chit-chatting. I saw you guys chit-chatting. Uh, <laughs> we have, a, we have Lori Cortez here, college coaching. You're a director. We got a minute left. Can you talk so to her? Lori was so with my child going into his freshman year. How confident do you feel that all of this is going to change in the next two years? Not confident at all. We have, oh, you think we it's going to stay? Uh, no, I don't think it's going to. We just have no way of knowing. <laughs> I think we're kind of in that in that phase right now where universities are testing out, you know, how the SAT optional. Things are going. Some universities are actually SAT blind, meaning they don't use scores at all. Um, but I do think some, some things I know will remain. Strong grades, that's of most importance. Academic rigor, take it challenging you know, yourself in higher level courses and areas of your strength. And resume activities, uh, making sure that you're involved in school and in, in your community. And also, of course, the application essays, those are very important, and, and letters of recommendation. Nice. Yeah. Now, he's straight A's right now. So let's all pray that the next four years he stays straight A's. Right. <laughs> hey, Angela, can you share with Lori the scholarship opportunities at Braille, please? The scholarship opportunities for students? Yeah. Didn't you send me something? Or am I thinking of another nonprofit? Um, another, another nonprofit. But we do, they can do their volunteer hours at the Braille. Um, and we do have opportunities now for our library services 
or um, all anybody that's been IEP tested or um, has any kind of special needs, they can utilize our library services now without having a doctor's note, which is really exciting. And we have lots of people at the Braille to help um, kids that have special needs um, work on getting into like the needs and what they need to do to go to college. Awesome. Excellent. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lori, always a pleasure. See you the first of next month. God bless you. Let's take a break. This is Erica Salter, the queen of team. We're going to be right back with Mountain Sage Healing. Lori, if you want to stick around, I think you want to learn about that Big Mac. Stay (laughs) tuned for more after these messages. Richard Ellsworth in the house, Mountain Sage Healing. One thing that I've noticed over this last year, if you had a drive through window, you were doing really well. If at you your restaurant. A, at any restaurant. If you had a mama papa shop, you know, it's a it, slop. It, it, was it just, kind of took you out. It, it, it definitely took us all out. All these so regulations. All the regulations kind of really hurt. So basically the fast food corporations crushed it. Mama papa stores. This is just reality, folks really got hit. It's not something that not anybody doesn't know intended, but it is happening. So let's look at these fast foods that we're putting into our kids for whatever reason. All right. And um, let's, let's maybe have a wake up on what exactly we're putting in our body. So I asked to uh, pick an item and uh, take it away, Richard. What do you got for us? All right, so this is going to be the the first of a series. Um, I'm going to call these the whiteboard sessions. Um, <laughs> we're going to start with with the Big Mac because it's it's one of the most probably talked about and and popular fast food items. And what we're going to do is we're just going to break it down. So for those of you who who are listening in, what I have next to me is a whiteboard that has a picture of the Big Mac and all of the ingredients are are listed out it, it, with their chemical formulas. That way we can start to understand what is what is in this Big Mac and how these things are affecting our bodies. And do we really want to be putting these things in our systems? So let's start with the pickles. The pickles are the worst offender in the Big Mac. The pickles are loaded with some crazy chemicals. So we're going to start right here. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing for, for those of you who are listening in. And this is polysorbate 80. Now, polysorbate 80 is a lot of fun. Not really because it's been shown to lead to colon cancer um, in, in rats. They, they've tested this on mice models. Obviously, they're not going to test this on humans, except, oh, wait, they are. Um, so not only does it lead to colon cancer, but also infertility. So this is generally in larger amounts. But if you're, if you're eating foods like this on a regular basis, and this is not the only fast food item that's going to contain this chemical. Um, and then we're, we're going to move on below that, and we're going to see that we also have calcium chloride. 
Now, calcium chloride doesn't sound all that bad. You've all heard of calcium and you've all probably heard of chloride. Um, but what is the effect that this can have on our system? Well, it's been shown to lead to throat and mouth burns, also burning other types of internal tissue as it goes through your system, such as in your esophagus, it can lead to excess thirst. So we know that it's dehydrating you, it can lead to vomiting as well as low blood pressure. And this is a really interesting thing about fast foods because a lot of fast foods have been shown to lead to high blood pressure overall, which is really interesting. However, the individual components, all of these chemicals, multiple other ones on this list as well, will lead to low blood pressure and your heart rate will actually slow down and that's what's leading to the nausea and vomiting. So some of the facts that we have about fast food are, are not correct and we need to start to confront these, these assumptions. So we also have potassium sorbate. Now potassium sorbate, this is also again in the pickles, um, has a nice chemical formula of, of carbon six, hydrogen seven, potassium and oxygen two. Again, doesn't sound that bad, carbon, hydrogen, potassium, oxygen, these are all normal things. But when we put these ingredients together into a chemical, it's having a profoundly negative effect. So we add this specifically to enhance shelf life. But what are these side effects of it? Well, we can see here, as I've written on my chart, that it is a skin and eye irritant. So if we were to take this and put it on our skin or our eyes, we would break out. We would have blisters. We could have rashes. So these things are things that we're putting inside of our system, inside of our bodies. What effect is this having on our stomach? Sure, our stomach has a, has a mucus lining and it has stomach acid in it to sort of protect it. But over time, these things are going to break away at that, and we could we could get ulcers, we could get all different types of cancers, so on and so forth. So moving on from the pickles, we'll jump to the bun. The bun is probably one of the second worst offenders over here. For those of you watching, I'm on the other side of the chart. So we start off here with soybean oil. Now, soybean oil is commonly given as a supplement to horses, which you know again is doesn't necessarily sound like the worst thing in the world. But soybean oil is very high GMO. Soy in general is a high genetically modified product. So this is something that is going to lead to raised levels of estrogen. Sorry, my, my pointer is going all over the place. Here we go. Um, to high levels of estrogen. What effect does this have? Well, estrogen promoting things also leads to cancer. Now we're going to jump below that to something called datum. Now datum. That's what I told Laura to do, Richard. Data? No, datum. I said when it came to you, you should date them. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. No. Okay. no. So datum in, in this case is, you know, it doesn't sound all that bad, but you know, when you break it down, what it, what is what does datum stand for? Well, it stands for diacetyl tartaric acid ester of mono and diglycerides. Ooh, scary stuff. Well, this is put in it to strengthen gluten. Okay, so now you have gluten in your, your buns or whatever helps to hold it together better, more properly, whatever. Well, this, as we can see here on this chart, leads to heart disease. That's fun. Not really. Um, then we'll jump below that and we're looking at propylene glycol alginate. Well, again, you know, that should sound bad. To most of you, that should sound bad right off the bat. If, if you can't pronounce it, 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 it's a problem. So this particular thing has been shown to lead to seizures in studies. Mm. Okay, this is just another thing that we're putting in our systems on a regular basis. Now it's important to understand that not everybody is going to be affected by this the exact same way, but there are people who have 
weaker systems, people that have genetic variabilities, things that we don't know, things that you don't even know about. And you could be eating these things and it could be triggering this. It's an important thing to think about. Now we're going to just do a quick jump over here. And we're going to look at the sauce. The sauce is full of high fructose corn syrup. You can't even get this in the stores. You can only buy, you can buy corn syrup in the stores, but not high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup you find in these big, giant, you know, five gallon vats of industrial stuff. And this stuff, it, it, because it's made of corn, primarily, it is also heavily genetically modified. And we also know and have known for a long time that this leads to heart disease, diabetes, so on and so forth. And this is one of the big problems with, with fast food overall. Now we're going to jump to the cheese. Now this cheese is very fun. We've performed an experiment where actually if you take this cheese and throw it against a wall, it's going to stick. So imagine what it's doing to your insides. It's going to stick to your insides. That's exciting. Again, not really. So what is in this cheese? Well, we have sodium citrate. Sodium citrate is used as an emulsifier. Again, doesn't sound too bad. And ultimately, it's not. But then we move to the next thing, which is soy lecithin. Soy lecithin promotes depression. Now, this is one of the issues that has been cor correlated to fast food for a long time. Fast food gives you that, that heavy rush of feeling satisfied initially, but long term, it will take you down a long road of depression. And this is the ingredient that's causing it. Now we're going to move on to the very last item here, which is color dye. Now, color dye is in a lot of different things, not just this. But color dye, this specific one, leads to ADHD irritability and depression, hives and asthma, and tumor growth. So you look at all of these different things together and imagine the impact that it's having on your body. So obviously, you know, this, this is a problem. If you really had to do something, if you really had to eat a Big Mac, it was, you know, something you've been eating for a long time and you really have to eat it, what you could do instead is just get the patty the patty is 100% beef, nothing wrong with it at all. You could eat that just as is with the lettuce, slice of tomato, perfectly fine. But definitely avoid the pickles, definitely avoid the bun, and definitely avoid the cheese and, and see what you can do. Woo! Wow. Very well done. That's Thank not you. a big matter. That's a protein burger. And you, I think you forgot, not that I'm, I know a lot about the Big Mac sauce, but the Big Mac sauce also has the pickles in it. So it's all your list. So that list, it, you just ruined Big Mac sauce for me, which we'll have to talk about later. But Funny. ruined. <laughs> We'll, we'll talk about it after we take a break. After we get back, we got Ed Langlo, then we got Emily Yurchison, and a view from the deck after these messages.
We are back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. So last week, last week we talked a little bit about mentors and internships and vocational training in our secondary schools and the lack of those classes there today. The title for today's segment is, What is a Mentor? I want to talk about all of that with a little bit of history mixed in. When I went to San Marcos in the 1960s, we had a lineup of shop classes on the east end of the campus in the Industrial Arts Building. There was auto shop on one end. Next, there was the general construction class, which was wood and metal shop combined. Then electronics class, and on the other end was mechanical drafting. Our auto shop was taught by Mr. Mullaney. Bob Mullaney taught school while at the same time operated Mullaney's Motorcycle Shop at 21 West Montecito Street. In October of 1968, he organized a Speedway motorcycle race to raise funds for the Lights for Valley Stadium project at San Marcos. Mr. Mangini taught mechanical drafting. Gene Mangini was a heck of a football player for the Dons in the 1941 team. In December game against Pasadena, when star player Cal Rossi was sidelined, uh, Mangini took his place. Mr. Herzog taught electronics class, and my mentor, Mr. Kimbrough, headed up the general construction program. I was watching Jeopardy a while back, and Alex Trebek asked the contestants how they got so smart, and did they have a favorite teacher that helped them along? They all had an answer and a teacher that they remembered. When I thought about who would get my nod, I thought of Mr. Kimbrough. Why do we have a favorite teacher slash mentor? My thought is that we let our guard down and we listen to them. Nobody likes to be told what to think or do, and teenagers are surely no exception. I think if we like the subject, we listen to the person teaching us. We let our guard down and they become our mentor. Now, I learned best kinesthetically by doing something rather than reading about it. So uh, there would have to be a general construction class because if there wasn't, I may not have had a mentor. My takeaway for the teens is put your guard down. Nobody expects you to run the show just yet. Believe me, you have plenty of time to do that. And there will be times when you wish your teacher or mentor was there to tell you how to deal with some mess. Like when you sign the contract for your first house and you're having trouble figuring out the amortization rate. Your job right now is to get as smart as you can for what's coming. Santa Barbara High had its shop classes too. My favorite success story of their auto shop class was about Putty Mills. Putty's in his 90s now and he still rides a Speedway bike. If you want to witness real perseverance, I highly recommend going on YouTube and searching Putty Rides at 90, P-U-T-T-Y, Rides at numeral 90, where you can watch him ride a Speedway motorcycle with no brakes on his 90th birthday. (laughs) Putty graduated from Santa Barbara High in 1941, where he took auto shop classes. The auto shop teacher at that time lived in Lompoc and would drive all the way into Santa Barbara to teach those classes. Art Mullaney, Bob Mullaney's father, had purchased a 1911 Indian motorcycle with a seized engine. So Putty took it to school and dismantled it in his auto shop, put it back together and got it to run. And 
Mills went on to do incredible things in life with roots that go back to that auto shop class. In the 1960s, the Apollo program was preparing to go to the moon. The lunar rover was part of that program, but the earthbound version was needed for training, so Putty built it. He then flew the astronauts to Henderson, Nevada, and instructed them in driving the lunar rover. There's a picture in the book Motorcycling in Santa Barbara County of Putty with Charles Duke and John Young of Apollo 16 driving the lunar rover. Bill Shalhoub graduated from Santa Barbara High in 1957. When he was in auto shop, they would let students bring their cars into the shop and work on them. Bill had a 1932 Ford that it sounds like he used to break on a regular basis. He had one friend that they got to where that they could remove the engine from his 32 in 45 minutes flat. Shalhoub had some memories about football coach Clarence Schutte that he shared with me. When Schutte came back from World War II, he was no longer the head football coach. Now, I always thought of Schutte as being a genius at football to get the Dons into the CIF playoffs almost every year and come home with a Southern California championship title on a regular basis. But the stories Bill told me changed all of that. Think of a sport that's the antithesis of football. How about golf? Conjuring up an image of a tackle golf game has got to make you laugh. One of the things Shooty did in the 50s was coach golf. Bill said he remembered Coach Shooty with a student named Alan, always down on the lawn practicing Alan's golf swing. And it sounded like he spent a lot of time with this kid. That's when I realized Shooty wasn't a football genius. He was a mentor. Obviously a very good one because that student, Alan, was Al Guyberger, number 59. Guyberger went on to play pro golf. He won the 1966 PGA Championship. Played on the Riders' Cup team in 67. In 1975, he again played on the Riders' Cup team and won the Tournament Players' Championship. And he got his start at Santa Barbara High with a mentor named Clarence Shooty. Wow. Only I had known when I was a teenager how much a mentor We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your Eric Gasol is the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. I'm Ed Langlow. Every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. And that was absolutely brilliant. We're going to take another break. Thank We're you. back with Emily Urchison and a view from the deck, Christine Marie, after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in. Every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Emily Urchison, back in the house. Back with, coming back home, baby. Coming back home. How you been? Oh, I'm doing great. And I'm so happy to be back. Man, my heart is just fuller and fuller. Every time I'm hearing somebody talk about something that's making the world better, making our community better, helping out, I'm just like, I just, I'm just in bliss with this. So thank you so much for all you do. And um, it's just really great to be back. Well, as a co-host, you do as much. And that's why you are a co-host. So what's going on right now in the present? Oh, 
Well, um, doing lots of family music lessons. So if anybody is interested in music, it is so amazing to see how music brings families together. I just, oh, it's such a gift to see kids. The other day I had a kid who he it's um, we're having a concert on, on Saturday for the kids and the families. And he had written his first song and he's seven years old on the piano and he would play with his mom. And so, you know, he would play with his mom and then his mom would leave and we'd go and play his mom's part. And so then his mom said, his mom said, you know, he has a song that he would like to play and actually it's his birthday on the concert day. And I said, yeah, bring it on because he's the <laughs> only kid playing his own song. And I went there for, for the lesson, of course, with my mask and my distance, but um, but he was, um, he was so shy to play it. And then he's like, well, we'll sit down with, you know, we'll sit down, sit down with your mom and I'll go in the other room. So I went in the other room and he started playing and he just, you know, he, the confidence that he had was just growing and blossoming and it was so beautiful and I snuck back in and then I you know that I sat down with him and he's like well it goes like this and I go over here and I do this and I do this and you know it just made me realize that music brings joy and healing um, to families you know that it's it's a it's a vibration of healing and a lot of times this is what I discovered is that parents you know, they don't have to be when you're when I'm doing these family music lessons that kids and, and parents are equal and and I'm the bridge between them. And so it's like they don't have to play the role of the parent. And a lot of times the parents are like, well, I don't know what to do because I, I don't know how to relate to my kid this way. Like so I step in as that like music mom in a way. And uh, I don't know. It's just so amazing. I, I just feel so blessed. Um, to be a part of that so so that's one thing going on that's a beautiful thing because the one thing is when it comes to kids you know old generation old school when you get into art music oh god you'll never make a living or whatever like this i'm of the mindset that if god gave you that talent that gift whatever age it blemish you know festers you what blossoms blossoms thank you festers (laughs) (laughs) we must look at it like this where did that come from yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I discovered, <laughs> and, and um, what I've also discovered, and I have, I'm excited because I have this 12 week coaching program that I offer for the adults. And what I've learned is that more and more adults and parents are saying, well, I, you know, I want my kid to practice, but I can't get them to practice. And I said, well, have you ever considered, you know, taking up the guitar or, you know, trying it yourself? And it's amazing because um, a lot of times and, and to me, music is a tool of manifestation. And so and it's a tool of expansion because it's a vibration. It's of a loving vibration. So but if you block that within yourself, then you're holding black, you're holding back and blocking that from connecting with your family in a very authentic way. And uh, over the break, I went to go see my mom and she and I played duets on the piano together. And I hadn't seen her in a year and I hadn't been able to hug her in a year. And so we sat down and I, you know, I swear it was like there was our souls were just connecting on the piano bench and it was so precious. So, so if anybody, you know, if any adults are like, you know what, I've always wanted to sing or I've always wanted to play the guitar or express something 
something inside of me that I've been holding back that I do have this 12 week coaching program called an Odyssey of Song that I am um, that I'm kicking off and launching and people can have a free session with me to, to check it out and, and your, see um, what's your, we, we have a surprise for you too. what's your contact information and then oh. Marie is going to pull a card for you. Oh, fantastic. Okay, my contact is um, Emily Songbird. I have a new website, emilysongbird.com. And uh, so that's the that's the website. And you can call me at um, 805-458-3987 if you would like a, a free session. So, yes. And and I get to get a card pulled. Yes? Is that right? Yes. We have uh, Christine Marie. She's going to tell us a little bit about her background. She owns a view from the deck. She's a tarot reader for almost 20 years now. And you popped in at the right time. Uh, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. And um, Emily, your card is the lovers. Which is a beautiful <laughs> card. Um, it's really a card about the inner lovers. It's your inner, it's, it's like the inner sacred union. It's about you loving yourself and connecting with yourself. And um, uh, I like, I take a sort of a Jungian perspective on it, which is that it's, um, it's about the individuation process. How much you do you become you? And it really does take us a while to get enough life under our belt to really trust ourselves and be who we are. But this is a card of you really aligning and being who you are. And so the more we learn about life, um, I think in any age, you know, if we, if, if you have a lot of life experience, and you're doing a lot of things and the more you, I think of it as like, um, you know, when you individuate, you become the individual you were meant to be. If you're not, you know, I love, I love the one quote that says, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And this <laughs> really means yes. that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that is so perfect. Thank you so much, Christine Marie. That is absolutely perfect. And that's what the whole transformation process is about. It's about that individuation process and loving yourself, your whole self. But sometimes you have to break apart before you yeah. come back together and you can unify that. Oh, my gosh, that is so perfect. And that's exactly how I'm feeling right here in this moment. So thank you so much for your wisdom and that synchronicity of that card. And I'm so grateful to be here with everybody today. Thank well, you. Well, back because we're rotating you in every few, you know, moments. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll pop in we for sure. We miss you. Let's take, a break. Let's take a little break. We got Don Sanders after these messages. for the last section i was looking at it. we saved the best for last all right don sanders what do you got for us this week well for those of you out there who use gps map programs a lot of uh, what we've talked about here zooms in close and so i'm going to zoom out a little longer to the bigger view and and just uh recapitulating what we've heard here about great things about relationships support community and uh ed laszlo had a beautiful segment there on mentoring and i'd like to introduce the idea of debts of gratitude as well to parents to family other relatives that aren't human and this mother earth you live on too 
And so uh, we all learn, we all yearn rather for peace, safety, love, belonging, healthy food and water, like, uh, like uh, the uh, healing segment talked about. And, and uh, since our time here is short, let us walk in beauty. I want to introduce one of my mentors. He's uh, Daisaku Ikeda, who's a Buddhist, a poet, an author, philosopher, educator, peacemaker. He, uh, he's been spoken of uh, by Dean Carter, where Martin Luther King went to college. He teaches a course there called Gandhi, King, and Ikeda, the Peacemakers. Anyway, he wrote a book, The Way of Youth, Common Sense for Handling Life's Questions. And uh, in there, he talks about the idea, sometimes our relationships with others can get so difficult, we want to shout, I wish I could live where there are no other people. But he says, in Japanese, we write the word for human being with the characters meaning person and between, expressing the idea that human beings are complete only in relationship to other people. None of us can live alone. Because of that, experiencing relationship problems of some sort is an inevitable part of human life but that gives us opportunities to grow and mature. Such problems can be character building if you don't let them defeat you. And so I wanted to call in a little bit of a song by uh, a, a well-known Hawaiian uh, songwriter whose name I won't attempt, um, that uh, you may have heard a song called Memories Wanting. And uh, the chorus, there's like a young person sitting there singing, I am sitting here wanting memories to teach me to see the beauty in the world through my own eyes. And then it goes on, you know, uh, for him coming around to the things that he has to be grateful for, he or she, grateful for and to have uh, appreciation for. And so one little part of it says, I know a please and thank you and a smile will take me far. I know that I am you and you are me and we are one. I know that who I am is numbered in each grain of sand. I know that I've been blessed again and over again so just uh something to carry into your day beautiful dominique i know you gotta add something to that <laughs> well i just want to express oh that's so beautiful don um knowing our history i mean it, during this time of covid where we're you know staying distant and and maybe not getting together with our family take the time to zoom and have phone conversations and find out about the history of your family. Because that, when we talk about ancestors, that's what we're talking about. And we know ourselves deeper and in a, a more real fashion based upon the context of our family. And if you don't know about your family, find out about your heritage. Find out about um, the, you know, we can be Heinz, what do you say, Heinz 57. We can be, a, be met up of many different places on the planet. But all those cultures have to do with part of our identity as human beings and how we relate to one another. So, oh, Don, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, we've got like maybe two minutes left, but I want to go around really fast. If you have one person for the week that did something, inspired you, however, I, we're going to give it out to uh, Walter DiLorenzi. We put all planter beds in the front of our house. Before We have four massive planter beds. Looking forward to Dominique doing her magic in those planter beds. And I always thank tell you, Walter. Thank you so much, Walter. Um, think of it like this. I thought of it like this. Your mind is a garden. Your thoughts are the seeds. You can grow flowers or you can grow weeds. We're going to be putting that sign up in the front of the house. So I'm looking forward about who do you want to say hi to? 
Oh, okay. This is personal. I want to say thank you to my mom, Vera Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has made so many things possible for me. And she's a music teacher. She <laughs> studies everything. And I, I, I just so appreciate her. Nice. Em, do you have somebody? Yes, I would like to give thanks to my partner, Miguel Trujillo. It's personal, too. But he is such a good teacher for me today. He taught me about the lesson of rejection and that when somebody's rejecting on the outside, they're just a teacher so that you can bless, you know, bless that part of yourself and, and grow and bless them as well. So, yeah. Go, Richard. Uh, well, you know, I don't really have a life, so I just interact with the people on, on the show <laughs> primarily, but Dominique. Dominique's mom is absolutely incredible. The amount of things that she's done for all of us in this house are just, I mean, I, I can't even begin to mention, and, and the amount of gratitude is just huge. Hey, Erica, Christine, I'm going to give my time to Christine. <laughs> so I, I just had, I had one, I have one clarification. Don, is that was the Hawaiian singer, the man who did that compilation of um, "What a Wonderful World" and "Over the Rainbow"? Uh, is Israel Pra is? No, is it's that... not. It's not is. It's uh, it's uh, okay. it, it sounds something like K L E L Rachel, and he okay. he he uh, looks similar. He looked similar to is, but no, a different man. Okay, good. I, I just wanted to clarify that. And then also, I wanted to give good, I mean, a wonderful gratitude and thanks to um, my friend Luis Zamora, who I've known for many years, and he's been a handyman and a helper for me. And he actually moved some chairs from Ventura um, all the way up to Santa Barbara for me on a fluke. It was so wonderful. And he was just so generous with his time and his energy. And I just want to put it, give a shout out to him. I'm really grateful that he made this help, help me make something happen for myself. Angela, <laughs> who do you want to give thanks to? Well, I want to give thanks to one of my interns, which I strongly believe in mentoring and interning uh, young people in Santa Barbara. And that's Megan Lunger, who I actually ended up adopting as a daughter. But she is at M Special and downtown M Special is amazing. You can go and be socially distanced, have wonderful food. Um, that is my other friend uh, from one of Chris Sharapa's restaurants. And they're doing a lot of local stuff. So go down there and visit her. And she's also out in Galita. So two M specials. And you can right. drink a beer. Food. Right. Dad, do you have somebody? I got a phone call from a friend uh, a few days ago. And he said, you know, I just heard you on the radio. So it reminded me I had to call you. So he must be an avid listener of 1290 AM. So that's Bill Shalhoub. Woo, Bill, we love your food. We love you. And I love Jill. I played ball with Jill back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's a That's she his niece. Yeah. Nice. Richard, finish the show. We, we don't have a show without you. Give us a shout. Well, I'll uh, give a shout out to the, uh, the whole cast and crew of uh, Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio for uh, talking about the things that really, really uh, mean something and make a difference in our community, specifically our local community. So a shout out to everybody involved. And that includes the listeners. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We all thank you. We all thank everybody through the show for the last 11 years. We're coming up on our 11th year birthday and Dr. D we could not have done it without the love and loyalty that you have had, especially with the, 
commercial promotions that we've done for the last 11 years, almost 24,000 minutes donated back to Santa Barbara to make it as beautiful as it can possibly be. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. God bless Santa Barbara! We'll see you in seven more days! Oh,